I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is our initial review of Immortals Phoenix Rising. So straight off the bat, we should let you all know that this code was kindly provided to us by Ubisoft Australia, so big thank you to that. Now, Max, you and I have spent uh, a couple of days with this uh, latest release, but what's it all about? So, you get to play as a character named Phoenix, uh, due to the name of the title of the game, a new winged hero on a quest to save the Greek gods and their home from a dark curse where you'll fight mythical, uh, mythological beasts, master powers of the gods, and defeat Typhon, the deadliest titan in all of Greek mythology. Yeah, that's and that's it, which is fantastic. So previously, for those that are playing at home, this game was known as Gods and Monsters when it was first revealed. It has since been renamed to, yeah, Mortals Phoenix Rising, which is kind of a subpar name comparatively. However, once you start playing the game, you do sort of understand how it, how yeah. it works, how it's connected. Uh one thing this game also did receive was a new aesthetic change uh, from its original showcase to now. It is it is a lot more brighter, it's a lot more colourful, it's a lot more cartoony looking. So originally, uh, when they revealed this new change and the new name, I poo-pooed it pretty hard, but it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really it's really good. It's I, really I think good. It's, I think it suits the... It's, it really suits the story that they're telling and the way they're telling the story because it's quite an interesting... It's an interesting take on how to deliver the story to the player. Yeah, so uh, uh, with, a, with a nice, bright, colourful aesthetic comes a nice, nice, bright, and whimsical story. So this isn't really spoilers because you do see this in the trailer. The, uh, the game is narrated by Zeus and... Uh, Prometheus. Prometheus. So you've got these two voices sort of battling it out to tell this story uh, while you go on your adventure. Because uh, the the premise is that Prometheus is telling Zeus the story of Phoenix, or the rising mm. of Phoenix specifically. Uh, so, of course, there's a nice little bit of like narrative uh, uh, fun in there, where you know, some embellishments of the story, but that those embellishments reflect in the game with you. Uh, I mean, there's there's been genuine moments where I've laughed out loud at some of the the quips between Zeus and Prometheus. I have laughed a lot, actually. It's v- like the humor is for it is really, really on point. Like there's yeah, it's smart, it's it's witty, it's silly, it's fantastic. I, I from a uh, delivery of of a of, so a more unique delivery of narrative. Big fan. Like I'm I'm chuckling all the time. Yeah, no, it's it's it, it like like I said, it's it's such an interesting take on how to tell a story of the protagonist of having two two separate narrators that, that have very different views on the protagonist themselves because obviously Zeus is very much I am a god you are a mortal what can they do for me how is mm. how can this lowly mortal ever help me and Prometheus is trying to explain you know you you're not giving them enough credit they really are more than what you think they can be so it's 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 really nice. It is pretty cool that way. So we're just going to quickly run through all the key beats, and then we'll have a bit of an o- a bit of an open chat at the end. So in terms of gameplay, it is a third person sort of action adventure style game. The easiest way to co- the easiest way to compare it right at this moment is think Breath of the Wild, mm. but with Greek mythology, which. That, that includes, so no weapon degradation, thank Christ, but that does include like the stamina bar and in terms of the ability to climb everything and anything uh, and sort of, you know, but have, have to take that into account. Now, Max, this is where I'm aware 
if anything, this game has taught me some of my hypocrisies and some of my biases <laughs> because these systems I shat on Breath of the Wild for. Mostly it was, bre- mostly it was weapon degradation, so I'm glad that's not here. However, I'm okay with it here for some reason. Maybe it's because I'm, I've already preloaded knowing the Breath, like there is a game that's done it before. Mm. I'm not sure. Is it because it's wrapped in Greek mythology? It's a bit more whimsical, you know, and I really don't care for Zelda as a franchise or as a story uh, or even a set of characters. So they're like, hey, here's all these characters. I'm like, I just can't care. But here I'm invested. I, you know, I'm in. I'm looking at at, at uh, cliff faces, like trying to find ledges so my stamina doesn't run out. There's I'm constantly you know scouring for mushrooms and potions and stuff to help me be able to climb things bigger and better. Yeah, I also find that it's not as um, it's a little bit more forgiving than that of what Breath of the Wild was. Mm. So although you know when you run, if you're on the the side of a cliff and you're climbing, and you run out of stamina, you will fall. But obviously, one of the big key mechanics in this game is you have access to Dedalus's wings that he created, so you can you can glide, but that that chews up your stamina. However, if you're gliding and you run out of stamina, you don't just fall out of the sky and take a, a ton it's of falling like... damage and die. It does float you to the ground, so you'll at least you'll land, but you won't take damage. Yeah. So I think I think that's a really nice addition. It it. Because obviously the the map is quite large, so you use the wings a lot, mm. um, and having that safety net of at least I know I'm not going to die from falling damage if I run out of stamina. Um, but you will really... you will fall and take damage if you you're climbing will, oh, yeah. a cliff face, though. Like you will fall, mm. or if you're swimming, you you will drown. Like and then you just so your health bar yeah, is don't, in don't a don't float si- above water. <laughs> yeah, your series your your uh, sorry your health bar is a series of chunks. It's like I think it's like yeah. three, and then you can add to it with more gear, etc. Um, but when you, if you fall, you only lose a chunk. It's not like uh, percentage based. It's not like oh, you've lost eighty percent of your health from this fall. It's like no, you lose a chunk. If yeah. you happen to drown, you lose a chunk. So it's it's not as penalizing. I found which is a sort of big thumbs up. So it kind yeah. of has you wanting to risk it a little bit more and knowing that as you're climbing you can start popping these mushrooms to rebuild that stamina as you're climbing so it's not a situation of uh well i know i can only have x it's like i can have x plus whatever i want to add as i go yeah so obviously uh you alluded to the fact that both your stamina meter and health meter can be upgraded through uh in-game collectibles um, I'm at a point now where I, I have a significant amount of stamina to the point I very rarely run out. Mm-hmm. There's not too many cliffs that I can't just kind of just keep jumping up and, and get up quickly. Um, but yeah, the, the traversal in this game, uh, at first I was a little skeptical with the, with the be- with there being a stamina meter. I know that can be frustrating at times. I haven't found, um, a cliff that I can't, you know, tackle yet, which is, which has been good. There's always there's always ledges around that you can that you can rest on, uh, with the use of the wings. There's also flowing wind currents that you can use to to gain extra height. Um, they do make it quite accessible to to get around the map without too much difficulty. And for that reason, it makes it really fun to explore because you're gonna want to explore in this game. There are collectibles everywhere, so yeah. unlike like it's not intentionally Assassin's Creedy, but you can like get yourself to a high point and you can look around and you can scan your surroundings. So you look around and be be 360, and your control will vibrate on your little viewfinder, and you're like, hey, cool, yeah. there's a chest there's this opening there's a, a, a harp there's all these little things that you find throughout 
throughout the world that gives you that incentive incentive to traverse and explore uh and straight off the bat to this game's credit and also it, it also works in a narrative a narrative sense they give you everything you need to explore the world right up front yeah because they're telling you this story and uh they're wanting to like you know hey it's like hey he's got his wings he's got this he's got his axe he's got his sword like the the story that prometheus tells he's like and he just has it all done there you go all right let's get let's get the game going so rather than you know uh metroid vayneering a little bit you know where you've got your something then you realize you can go back and you can explore it further you get everything you need straight up now of course you can always go back to the areas you've gone to before but uh yeah, you're not constantly toing and froing on this big open map. It's, I, I think that's a big plus for me personally. Like knowing that, like, hey, he, like, he, you know, here's my light, here's my light uh, weapon, here's my heavy weapon, here's my traversal, here's this, here's that, here's that. I'm like, beautiful. The uh, the game also just to add to the traversal and the all the collectibles that are in the world. The game also has a day night cycle. Mm-hmm. So on, there's some certain things that can only be accessed at night time. And at nighttime, generally, the enemies are slightly more uh, more difficult to deal with. Uh, some are stronger, quicker, more health. Uh, they are shown differently as well. So each, whenever you f- whenever you fight enemies, uh, they will have a health bar. During the day, I think they have a bronze outline, and during the night, they tend to have this silver, this dark silver outline to denote that they are a little bit stronger than mm. than those uh, that are during the day. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool, and like obviously, uh, because things are day night cycle gated to a degree, there is a there is a rest function that allows you to skip time forward, so you can skip ahead to, uh, to the night time because a lot of uh, some of the collectible chests are you'll get the pop up message oh come back at night time, uh, just beware though there will be tons of enemies here at night time. Yeah, and some of those are some of those are actually pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the days, I'm brutal. Like Minotaur is an example, especially in those early in those early hours, you get wrecked by them, absolutely wrecked. So in terms of the of its combat system, it is based on a light and heavy attack. So you have a sword and an axe, which is so the big two handed battle axe is sort of where you're at. Uh, here, like, so it is a sort of a, a mix between combos of light and heavy, as well as dodge and parry. So it's not like a, uh, you know, a Dark Souls level of, of combat system, but it is a situation of like, cool, you can duck in and out. So it is, a, there is a lot of dodging involved. There is a lot mm. of parrying involved. And there's also a lot of timing of those light and heavy attacks. So one thing I did really like though is, uh, yeah, as you, as you upgrade your character further, you can start getting airborne attacks. So, you know, pre- as when you begin, you're very grounded. Next thing you're up in the air, you're, you're attacking flying enemies as well as bringing up the grounded guys. So then you can sort of dart and duck and take, take on a number of enemies, a number of different ways. How have you find in the combat do you find that there is a good uh a good spread of, of possibilities i think that, i think the combat's really good it's very fast paced because like you mentioned you know you are doing a lot of dodging especially the more enemies that there are around you uh the other function of the heavy attack is each enemy has a stagger meter and once that meter is full they get stunned for for a duration where they tend to take a little bit more damage uh, so, uh, your heavy attacks and some of the other unlock unlockable abilities will uh, uh, do increased stagger damage or stun damage to help fill that bar. Uh, you have a combo system, so the the longer your combos run for, the more damage your weapons do, which is really good. 
Uh, and yeah, as you alluded to, you know, the further you progress through the game, you start getting aerial combos and you can keep, you can keep them up uh, quite significantly. I found that you really do need to go to go out and get those collectibles because you know they are what you use to craft your health potions and your stamina potions and there's defense potions and attack potions and they all are really useful because some of the bosses in this game pack quite the punch mm. <laughs> and it's also a lot of fun to collect these things as we said the traversal is good but some of them may be hidden behind puzzles so there's the great sort of environmental puzzles which i really enjoyed a lot of them are sort of like using your weapons or climbing and you know looking at different ways and using a straight up almost clone of the uh, magnet system that you know you can get in breath of the wild <laughs> where you just pick up and yeet box uh, boulders and stuff through walls um there is yeah it's a very clear inspiration here in breath of the wild um, uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of fun. So you'll find, you find a chest on your map, go to that location. It's like, Hey, here's a string of puzzles you need to be able to get in here. It includes, um, you know, taking out this wall, moving this object onto this, uh, uh platform, which will then open a gate, which then you will then need to use your bow, uh, to trigger a lever. So you can use, you know, you can shoot it or you can use the, uh, uh like a, the way I explain it is like, you know, in, the, in uh, Arkham Asylum, when you throw a batarang and you can control the rem- with a remote batarang, it's the same yeah. thing. But I think it's called Apollo's arrow in this, where you can, yeah, free control yeah. an arrow and where it goes and how it gets there. Uses your stamina, of course, which then affects how your com- how your combat goes. So if you use that mid-combat, you are putting yourself at a uh, disadvantage. Um, mm. Yeah, so use that to, to hit a lever and next thing you know, you've, cre- you've done this little cool uh, puzzle, which is almost like the shrines of Breath of the Wild, but not quite white uh the other thing i wanted to add to the combat that i missed is um with the with the dodging if you if you dodge at the perfect time it actually slows down all the enemies around you giving you a a a massive advantage to either get out if you need to recover a bit or pressure attack and and get in and finish them off Mm. i think they've i think they've done really well the other thing i found is there's not so much um with your gear there's not so much different weapons as their different weapon skins. Yeah. So each skin of a weapon will have different abilities on it, but if you upgrade one, it upgrades all of the skins, which I think is a nice uh, is a nice touch. You don't have to be like, oh well, I've committed to this style of weapon now. Now I have to only use this. Whereas it's like I'm upgrading my light attack damage. So no matter what weapon is in my light attack. Um, it gains the benefits of having that upgrade. Yeah, so spot on, because you will only ever have the sword, you will only ever have the axe, as long as if you can suddenly start upgrading to a mace or something. Mm. But yeah, the the skins that the game offers, now uh, there are in-game purchasables. I've not bought anything yet. Have you bought anything yet? No. Easy done. Yeah, so and like each of those will have sort of minor stat variances, whether it be you know, uh, X percentage on on an unharmed enemy or an un... or a stunned enemy, things like that, or even the you know buffs in terms of your health. If your health is at X amount, your this will uh, this attack will do greater. Um, so it's it, it, there's a bit of flexibility in terms of having the uh, uh, the gear reflect how you play. So I myself, I just kind of run in and go nuts. So like for me, it's more it's more advantageous to to have one that kind of benefits like stun damage and stuff like that, where yeah. I can really go hard and then chip them off a little bit. But uh, yeah, so like that's all like the, the the main the main big points of detail. But let's just get into like yeah. some general chats. I think this game is actually really really good, and especially like having coming into this game just like pooping on it, mostly because of the <laughs> name. Um, 
I'm I'm very happy that I've been able to flip on it, which is even which is even better because like I'm very happy to admit that I'm wrong when I'm wrong, and I was <laughs> wrong. This game, yeah, this game is way better than I expected. And well, so originally, I should also know I was playing this on the PS4. So uh, for the, anyone, yeah, I was, a, I was a, I was about to bring that up because you originally played this on the PS4. I've I've exclusively played this on PlayStation Five. Yeah, so I've been playing on the PS4 because my PS5 up until the day of recording, which is now uh, Monday, uh, I hadn't have a, I didn't have a PS5. So it ran beautiful. Load times were a bit long, but it it looked fantastic. It hit, you know, it was playing 30 frames. I didn't really have any hit or bugs or crashes which is fantastic uh but i have since installed it on my brand new replacement not so broken ps5 and it is a noticeable difference load times i feel like they're halved if not like 70 percent reduced uh it looks visually impressive i was playing it on performance mode so i'm getting a a incredibly noticeable frame boost so it's like it's i think it's about 60 and mm-hmm. like i it was one of those moments of wow this is what i need to be playing it on like that's yeah. the moment that i had i was like this is remarkable i'm actually i'm actually blown away by the difference oh that's good and obviously of course you're playing it just on ps5 you're not yeah, going yeah. to see those it was to, you know um i mean it's it's fantastic straight off the bat though like you know the the visuals it, it runs beautifully i've had no technical issues with it there's been no no noticeable frame drops or anything like that and it can get pretty hairy with a, with so many um so many enemies on screen at once um yeah there's there's a lot to do in this game and it's not all combat based which mm. is which is fantastic i think it's nice to know that you know like you alluded to earlier with the um the similar to that of the shrines in breath of the wild uh you know i've gotten to a point now where i have uh, traversal challenges and you've got a certain time limit to get from point A to point B and through all the obstacles, and some of them are some of them are quite thought provoking and 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 um, in the way you tackle them to to get that time that you need to get there. Mm. And there's even like so, variants on that, where as I mentioned, harps before. So there is mm. you know in each area there's a big harp, and then you find uh, songs throughout the world, which are essentially you know play this play these four strings on this harp but they're not they're not always near the harp so you'll you'll find over there and you gotta you gotta remember it fast travel back play it and then you get these those additional coins which uh these aren't uh in-game currency sorry uh, in-game currency coins these are built for the game coins uh and you, they they used to purchase the upgrade. yeah they used to purchase in the game so it's not as if you you know you like use them in the store they are used within no. the game yeah. oh, i feel like i have to specify that because you know with with there, there are, in-game there are, currencies there are, and stuff it's always confusing they're, they're essentially attribute points attribute points yes yeah, skill points that's probably yeah, the word i wanted points skill points is, yeah. so they're fun to achieve and like yeah they're fun to uh, to, uh, to achieve to obtain to collect it's it's really good like we're in an advantage here when it comes to what we do here on the channel because the we have the luxury of picking and choosing what we play you know we do tend to find that we that we end up picking games that we enjoy and with here this game was not on my radar this was your like you're like hey can yeah. we review this game yeah. so you know you're you already knew you were, had a feeling you were going to enjoy it i came in I said, dead I, neutral I, I, and i mean the just the the greek mythology is what really pulled me in um, but I've I found that I've spent since since we we got this I've I've exclusively been playing this yeah I've this been... game is pull this game is pulling all my attention and it's it's just it's it's a fun world to be in even if I'm not getting anything even if I'm not progressing my story 
just going and exploring the world and doing all those side puzzles and collectibles is just so much fun. Yeah, so I, do, I find myself actually just piss fighting around and doing all the side stuff because I'm like, oh, but that chest is close. It's, it's the same, as, once again, it's the same. There is that Ubisoftification in this game where it is like mm. th- t- thousands of things on your map and you like, you although you feel like you're progressing, you're kind of just farting around. Um, yeah. but it doesn't also feel as dense and as heavy as, uh, say Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So this, this would be like a good sort of like early teen, like late, you know, young child sort of thing. Cause my son loves it. He loves the aesthetic. He was playing it earlier and he was just running around and just gliding places. He hasn't worked out stamina work. So he just drowned like five times, but, um, you know, it's, it's forgiving enough for him to go around and do that. And, it's you know it's it's aesthetically pleasing for a four-year-old so it's all bright and colorful and shiny and and he's starting to you know get better at games so for him this is a nice i think i think he's quite ready yeah i think it's probably like a good say he was like eight you know like a little Mm. bit around like not quite valhalla ready but he can probably get a stepping stones here uh is there anything that we haven't touched upon max we've sung its praises for a while now yeah i i don't think so because we you know we covered you know design aesthetic we covered combat we've covered storytelling sound design maybe yeah uh there's uh, nothing to report i say that in like a yeah. good or a bad way it's just like yeah, yeah i'm enjoying it there's been no hiccups like you know uh the accents can be a little bit weird on the characters like especially the character of phoenix and any of the sort so, like zeus and prometheus sound what like what you expect but the, the accents can be a little bit iffy where i have found that there is a character oh excuse me that you find uh, early on where the voice is very similar to the male version of Phoenix. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's not quite super different. Yeah. Um, and there is some mild ca- ca- character customization in that sense that we didn't touch upon where you can play yeah, a female you, or a you, male version. I played yeah. a male version just because... I'm playing female. Yeah, because the advertisement was female. I was like, oh, I'll, go, I'll go male for a little while because you can change it at any point because they, they, they do note that as gods, you can change... They have the power to change your appearance whoever they see fit. So mm. if you go to this location and you can change your complete aesthetic and it's and it's fine or your complete look, I should say, your appearance, uh, yeah. which is mad because I'm probably going going to change it later and then see what it's like as, <laughs> as a female character um but even then like it's in terms of a non-binary character like you may have a more masculine uh, body shape or a more female body shape but you can have a masculine voice you can have you know you know particularly gendered hair you can kind of create the character you want not to like an nth degree but there's enough yeah. there to be like well i want to be i want to have a masculine body with a female voice and a more female hair with a beard Mm. and the game's like sure go ahead yeah so they they do the nicety of they remove your helmet for every cutscene yeah which is cool and like as, soon as, as soon as as soon as a cutscene happens that the helmet dis, uh, dissipates from your head and as soon as the cutscenes ends it, it comes back sparkles on sparkles back in yeah which is cool because there are some really weird gear like I've got like this uh, uh, like Medusa head and then there's like a, an, a lion head and then a big boar and I'm like that looks gonna look dumb and then it like, oh, I've got, I've got this I've got this massive falcon helm that allows me to do more damage in midair so I oh, try nice. and just constantly stay in the air <laughs> 
but yeah, so this, so this is our initial review, of course, because as I mentioned, we, we have only had this for a couple of days, so neither Max or I have finished the story as of yet. We're both a good, you know, uh, Max is in it further than I am. We both put a big hunk out of it, so we do hope that uh, within the next episode, if not two episodes, of uh, For the Players, that's the Pop Culturist PlayStation podcast, we will have a full review for you. So keep an eye on, on our on the channel, on the podcast, wherever, however you are consuming this, because there will be more discussions around this game to come uh now we've not hit any of the major story points here and we've done that on purpose uh for one of the things is because the story is pretty prominent in this game we'd hate for any of that to be ruined for you uh and the embargo told us not to so there's also that <laughs> so we just played it safe and just kept it pretty vague and like it touched upon just what the trailer delivered um and, and I, I i'm sorry about that you know people would want to hear more but we don't want to, you know, there are some that just want to know what, how the game works on a more system yeah. level rather than a narrative level. But anyways, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast, uh, this episode, this review of Immortals Phoenix Rising. Thank you to Ubisoft Australia once again for providing us the code for this game. Uh, we hope you all uh, enjoy. If you do have any questions or anything, be sure to leave them in the comments below. If they're for me, I will answer them. If not, I'll ask, I'll send pass them on to Max and then I'll put the response in the, the comments for you. Uh, but until uh, next time, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was our initial review of Immortals Phoenix Rising.